We get the best of both worlds. I've always been clear that we could make a success of no deal. Je reviendrai vers vous comme je m'étais engagé. I would be on your line. So around 8.45, Che Hyung Ju is here on The Pulse. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. And recent video footage of former President Chun Doo-hwan playing golf continues to spark public anger. It's been one of the big stories this week because it, it's been viewed that he's avoiding legal action, claiming dementia, this defamation trial that's been hanging over him. It's also sparked controversy over presidential treatment, having, for example, police security guards while playing golf surrounding him. Yes. Well, ex-president Chun Doo-hwan has refused to attend court hearings on the grounds that he's suffering from dementia, as you said, Alzheimer's disease. Well, he's on trial for defaming the late Catholic priest Cho Bio, who testified that government martial law troops fired on civilians from helicopters during the 1980 Gwangju Democratic Uprising. Well, as you said, the, this video shows Chun playing golf, and there were police security guards for his round of golf, and this has drawn much criticism uh, as the taxpayer money is used on Chun's personal security. However, the police says that it cannot reduce the personal security due to the Honorable Treatment of Ex-Presidents Act. Well, currently, it has employed minimum number of security guards, and in order to reduce the size, this requires an amendment of the law. According to the police, there were 10 police security guards for Chun until 2017, and as of now, there are five of them. And also 80 guards are dispatched at the residence of former President Chun Duhan and No Tehu. Well, guard personnel are responsible for protecting former presidents and their spouses from personal threats nearby, while security personnel are responsible for security near their homes. Didn't the police say last year that they'd reduce security personnel for ex-presidents? Yes, that's right. Well, the former chief of the National Police Agency, Yi Chae-sung, told the reporters in May last year that the security personnel would be reduced by 20% within this year and uh, within that year and withdraw fully by 2019 this year. So Lee said uh, he has agreed with the public sentiment that the law should be amended to stop dispatching uh, personal security guards for former presidents, John and no. Uh, however, police cannot stop completely, so currently they're considering installing surveillance cameras to dispatch police in case of emergencies. And according to the Presidential Security Service Act, the Presidential Security Service may guard a former president for up to 10 years with the option of extending the period for five years if necessary. Well, in case of the John, uh, the full period has elapsed, but he does continue to receive security services from the police. This is because the Honorable Treatment of Ex-President Act states that former presidents may receive security assistance when necessary. Exactly how much taxpayer money those spent guarding Chun. And this is a particularly emotive point given the Guangzhou history and the, and the background mm-hmm. of the Chun leadership. Yes. Well, as mentioned earlier, the number of the police personnel guarding Chun was reduced from 10 to 5. So the amount currently being spent is estimated at around uh, 220 million won per year. And around 35 million won per year is also spent on maintaining police facilities and equipment, which translates into a combined total of over 
250 million won annually. So critics say that the police security services should be suspended immediately for c h o n d u a n to play golf. And while he is a historical criminal who has failed to pay over 100 billion won in penalties. Now, when I talk about a cultural blacklist, many people might still cast their mind back to the p a k e n h e administration. But this week, we've seen a development on the first court hearing of lawsuit by artists on a so-called blacklist during the Im y o n g b a k administration, even before p a k e n h e It seems like, you know, this has been a legacy that's been handed down. Mm-hmm. Yes, on Tuesday, 36 uh, artists and cultural figures, including actor Moon Sung-gun and comedian Kim Mi-wa, attended the first court hearing of their lawsuit against the government, former President Im Young-bak and former head of the National Intelligence Service, Won Se-hun. This comes after two years since they filed a case. Well, Korean spy agency's reform committee found this unofficial blacklist of artists and cultural figures during the Im Young-bak administration from the years 2008 to Uh, 2013. The NIS under former President Lee created this blacklist of left-leaning culture figures to disadvantage them in various ways. Well, the list had about 80 names, including comedians, novelists, actors, movie directors, and singers. And for instance, singer Yoon Do-hyun and comedian Kim Mi-hwa were among those named as critical of then-President Lee, and as a result, they had to step down from their broadcast programs. So the plaintiffs have requested 5 million won for each individual for mental and material damages, and they are to increase the amount of the compensation for financial damages in the process of the legal battle. Why did it take two years for the first court hearing to even take place? Yes, well, um, initially the case was allocated to a single judge, but since the amount of the compensation has been uh, expanding and also um, It, it's been a quite sensitive issue. The case uh, was transferred to a panel composed by three justices in April last year. And also the legal representative of the plaintiffs uh, says that their request to obtain a copy of related cases involving former head of the NIS Won Se-hun was declined without any proper reason. And also it's been difficult to obtain information about the defendants and follow-up measures after the blacklist crisis. We can also move on to another legal battle because after two years, McDonald's Korea has reached an agreement with the family of a six-year-old girl diagnosed with hemolytic uremic syndrome, HUS. It's been dubbed hamburger disease and this was after eating at McDonald's. Yes, that's right. On Tuesday, McDonald's Korea announced that they have reached an agreement under court supervision. Uh, It will pay treatment expenses for the girl, including past and future hospital bills. And it has also stated that the agreement was based on humanitarian motives, regardless of the company's legal responsibility. And just to give you some background on this story, the case goes back to 2016 when a four-year-old girl fell ill after having a McDonald's Happy Meal. And doctors uh, diagnosed her with a HUS, uh, which is a bacterial infection that can leave the renal system severely damaged. The most common cause of the uh, HUS, especially in children under the age of five, is infection which certain, with a certain strain of E. coli bacteria, which can occur when you eat contaminated meat. And after McDonald's refused to cover hospital expenses, the parents sued a company in mid-2017, holding the fast food chain accountable for mismanaging its food. And prosecutors launched an investigation into the company, but closed the case in February last year, citing lack of evidence. I think you've just touched on an important point here, because HUS, when you talk about this, what sounds like a rare syndrome, um, 
it feels like to the public who maybe don't fully understand that process uh, that maybe it's uh, just coincidental that maybe uh, we can't establish this link with what you ate but when you look at it in terms of bacterial food poisoning e coli mm-hmm. after eating your previous meal that happened to be a, a hamburger <laughs> you you can then start to feel a lot more sympathy for the family in this situation but mcdonald's career faces yet another crisis at the moment yeah that's right a news report released last month showed the images taken at the food chain showing it serving uncooked patties and poorly managing its food ingredients well in response the company said the report was ungrounded and also as an attempt to regain customers uh, trust mcdonald's announced earlier this week that it would open the kitchen doors to all of its uh, uh, branches in korea on coming tuesday so this would allow customers to tour kitchens and watch the burger making process Well, generally, we do watch the burger-making process if you crane your neck enough, mm-hmm. uh, if you're in t h a kind of establishment. But uh, it just takes one uncooked patty uh, to cause a problem like the horror story we've been reflecting on. Let's uh, move on to our final story on The Pulse today. Two Russians are under police investigation. They have been gaining fame for jumping off skyscrapers with parachutes. It's uh, a daredevil Sport, in inverted commas. But it's quite scary. Well, I certainly wouldn't want to do it. Yes. Even if I had a giant cushion underneath it, I still wouldn't want to do it, I don't think. Yeah, well, the two Russian men uh, in their 30s have been banned from leaving the country for a maximum of 10 days while the investigation is underway. They jumped off the roof of a 40-story office building on last Saturday evening in Busan, and they made another jump in the afternoon the following day off the top of a 42-story hotel building. According to the police, the two men, who are well-known in Russian uh, base jumpers uh, circles, came to South Korea last week with a mission to venture off the 101-floor LCT landmark building in Busan. The uh, the police said the the act of jumping off a high-rise building is not subject to punishment as long as it does not pose a threat to other people. However, they have decided to criminally punish them because they did the dangerous act in the heart of the city. And the two have been charged with trespassing, which could result in up to three years in prison or a maximum five million won fine. Yeah, I mean, potentially you could do a lot of harm to someone below if it went wrong and landed on them. What did the two people involved have to say? Well, yesterday, one of them posted Korean news clip of them uh, on their social media and stated that they admitted that it was illegal. And he said that they were just uh, they were just silly foreign tourists and jumpers, and they are ready to pay the fine. Well, Dior uses the, the social media to publicize their jumping ventures with the many video clips posted on showing their previous plunges from factory and office buildings across the world, and including those from the skyscrapers in Busan. So it seems like they're. ready for this. They have been punished before after all. Yes. Well, they were punished for a similar case in China back in April last year, and they were confined in China for a 10-day period after skydiving off the super tall skyscraper China Zun, which is about 520 meter tall in central Beijing. Jae Hyungju, thank you very much. Thank you. Earlier in the show, we talked about the The, the phrase that uh, test takers of Sunung had to write down to establish their handwriting to prevent uh, fraudulent test takers uh, as surrogates taking Sunung for others. Now, we also 
talked about how these phrases often over the years that this has been done as a practice uh, borrow from poems and it was lying on a field of stars that uh, was used this year around you don't have to jump off buildings though do you to uh to be unique the phrase this year was how one star is so clear and shining brightly just being you should surely be enough